a topic that came up in the groups a few times today from different perspectives was a question of trust. Trust in the practice, trust in ourselves. And really one of the recurring threads was trust in the simplicity Trusting the very simple exploration of simply what's here right now, rather than having an agenda to create or construct anything. This can be a challenge. sense of, sometimes it's a sense of what's next or why am I doing this? Just noticing this mess that's the mind. Or perhaps just simply noticing, well, there's sights and sounds and smells and why am I doing this? I think sometimes we are looking for some kind of a proof or some kind of a, a verification, a signpost that says You're doing good. And sometimes those appear. And yet, when there's not an obvious sense of that, and, and this particular practice, as I said in one of the groups today, it's a slower settle. It can be a slower settle into stability of mind. And so there's the trust that this very simple, just noticing that we're aware, what we're aware of, will lead to this stability of mind that does reveal and open us to wisdom, open us to understanding. And sometimes we have to borrow this trust. We have to take it on faith, essentially, take it on trust that, yes, this is worthwhile.
the simplicity of this practice is really the simplicity of entering into now. Entering into life in this moment. And this is all that there is. There is nothing else. So beginning to open to this experience, this exploration of meeting this moment is really an exploration of being alive. What does it mean to be alive? If we're not available in the present, if we're not here aware, knowing, experience in this moment, in this now, and this now, and this now. And we're missing our lives. There's, I think, a Dhammapada quote that says something like, One who is not aware is as if already dead. We are missing our lives when we're not present. And so this practice is a practice of learning how to be present. Can we trust that? Can we trust that is enough? Sometimes the trust is needed when it feels challenging. The trust is needed to remind ourselves it's valuable to be present for understanding this dukkha, or understanding the way the mind is caught. So sometimes we need some trust to Remind ourselves, yes, this is helpful. When we get a taste of how it's helpful, we can fall back on that. 
can remind ourselves of how it's valuable. Remind ourselves of what we've seen in the past. This is like the borrowing wisdom I was talking about earlier. And sometimes we need the trust because it seems so simple. And practice is just this very simple instruction. A lot of patience to allow the accumulation of the momentum to gradually happen. At one point in my first retreat with Sayadaw Utejaniya, I was seeing, yeah, I'm aware, I'm present, and it's pretty light touch, it's pretty easy, it's pretty simple. This practice can't possibly lead to wisdom. It's too simple. It's too easy. And so I needed to trust there in the very organic and gradual nature of the learning that happens sometimes. If we want a lot of bells and whistles and big bangs and at least in my experience this practice is much more subtle in a way. This little there's can be a gradual wearing away of patterns on occasion on rare occasions for me, kind of big, wow, that's a different way to look at things. But more often it's this very gradual transformation that's hardly perceptible moment by moment. In one sutta, the Buddha talked about a carpenter using something like a hammer. And that as the carpenter uses that hammer each day, a little piece, a little bit of the handle wears away, gets more smooth. And he says, even though the carpenter doesn't know each day, yes, this bit of the handle has worn away, yet over time one understands, yes, this handle is worn. You can pick it up and feel how it fits the hand because it's worn in that way. And so the imperceptible shift day by day is also something that 
we have to learn to trust. So patience and trust really go hand in hand. 